Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. A couple weeks ago, Blake uh, mentioned, hey, Lauren, you should speak. And, and I just started asking the Holy Spirit, what do you want me to share on? What do you want me to share on this coming um, Sunday? And I felt like he uh, told me to share on my journey into rest and cultivating peace. And so today I'm just going to break off a part of my life, share about my journey the last few years, um, and just kind of invite you into it. So a little bit about me, those of you who don't know me as well. I have three little kids. They are seven, nine, and 11. We have a full-on, full house of of fun and crazy. Um, Any mom of of littles knows. We've been living and not going to school at home for six months, kind of on top of each other. So that's been fun, but wild. Um, Last week, we decided, um, well, we started a homeschool co-op. And so we went to our first week together last Monday. And... We were, um, <laughs> we were getting everybody out of the door. And I realized in the middle of all the madness, we have not tried to get anywhere on time for like six months. And so it was a sheer feat. And I mean, I had children dressed and they went back upstairs to put on comfy clothes, <laughs> like to come back down. I'm like, where are the clothes you're wearing to school? Oh, this was more comfortable. Or, <laughs> oh, I was cold. And it's just a funny, a funny reality we're living in. So my life at home is wild and fun. Um, you know, just a little bit about my personality. Uh, you know the saying, if, if you want something done, give it to somebody that's busy. I, I'm that person who's typically very busy and getting stuff done, getting a lot of stuff done. And then um, in college, I can't believe it when I think back, but I was at Georgia Tech and just doing the college thing. Um, and... I had my schedule scheduled out in 15-minute increments. (laughs) Like, okay, this 15 minutes we're going to study. This 15 minutes we're going to go to the dining hall and grab something to eat. It was wild. So I'm a highly scheduled, super busy, you know, strategic person. So when the Lord called me on a journey and invited me to learn how to rest, it was very counterintuitive to me and counterintuitive to just a lifestyle I've learned to live. And so... Um, a couple of years ago, I was reading this book by Peter Scazzaro, um, the emotionally healthy uh, leader, and he started mentioning uh, Sabbath. And I was like, okay, what is that going to look like? And so my journey began back then, um, but I have not arrived yet by a long shot. I'm still on this journey. And uh, I was walking a few months ago, and I like to pray and walk in the morning. And um, so I'm out there, I'm in my PJs, I have my cup of coffee, I am strolling slower than slow. I'm just walking on the trails, and this little, little yappy dog um, was super bothered by me. He kept kind of doing that thing, looking behind him. And so I started having small talk with his owner, like, okay, I'll keep moving, I'll get past you, you know. And the owner looked at me and he said, your pace is just right. And in an instant, I felt the Holy Spirit land on me. Like, oh, this pursuit of rest and peace, this pace that you're trying to go after is just right. And it, it was the most, it was a sweet old man on the, on, the, on the walk. And I just felt the Holy Spirit through him saying, your pace is just right. 
And so um, that's just a snippet on my journey, but it felt like, okay, you're on the right path. Um, A few weeks ago, Bill Johnson shared and he said, peace qualifies me to exercise authority over chaos. Peace is the antithesis of chaos (laughs) and it orders my heart right. So this journey, entering into rest and cultivating peace is so critical to exercise our authority in the kingdom of heaven. This this peace qualifies us to exercise authority over all the chaos, over all the swirling, over all that's going on around us. Um, I would say one month or so into the pandemic, um, we were, I think it was just one one night, the middle of the night, I woke up and and I was like bopping around my room at 4 a.m. Like I just had this like giddy, happy-go-lucky, like easygoing spirit about me. I was like, Walking past Brent, I like squeezed his toes in the middle of the night. He, he sleeps like a rock, don't feel sorry for him. Um, I'm just like bopping around and inside of me, I had this realization, I haven't felt this lighthearted in a month. And I, was, I realized, oh, I haven't been at peace inside for a month. You know, sometimes it takes feeling the opposite to realize what you've been feeling. I was... I was overwhelmed by the sense of joy and lightheartedness and just free-spirited moment I had at 4 a.m. bopping around my room. And it, it, it awakened me, awakened me to, okay, that's an important feeling. You've got to find that, even in the midst of all the swirling, all the chaos. And so it, it just, um, it realigned me. It realigned me on this journey. And that's what we're on. Like whenever we're on a journey, there's just these points that God just readjusts our thinking. And no, remember what I've been teaching you? Remember how to rest? Remember that I've been inviting you into my peace? And that was one of those moments, bopping around. The other moment was, you know, walking on the trails, just praying, taking my sweet time. And that older man saying, oh, your pace is just right. <laughs> When the world says rush, when the world says do, when the world says be busy, oh, no, your pace is just right. And so on this journey, like I mentioned, um, I was reading Peter Scazzaro, and he mentioned the Sabbath. And, you know, I've read the Bible forever, um, but I've never really um, studied the Sabbath. And that led me to explore some of John Mark Comer's work. Um, he wrote The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I've read it three times and I probably have more, more reads in me. Um, but I was putting in place principles, practical principles to create a life, like an external principles to create a lifestyle of peace and rest. And so um, one of these stories uh, had to do with the Sabbath and Peter Scazzaro tells it in his book. Uh, it's about pioneers that were going west with wagons. So this is years ago, you know, exploring unknown territory. And as it got to be winter, the people, um, they were starting to say, ah, we can't keep taking a Sabbath. Like we can't take one day off every week traveling out west with our wagons. The snow's gonna hit us. It's gonna be unsafe. We're going to not make it in time. 
And so the group divided. So half the group said, oh, we're gonna value this day off and day of rest. And the other half said, oh, it's probably more wise of us to get there fast and beat the snow. And what do you know? The group that stopped, rested, obeyed and honored the Sabbath, they got there faster than the other group. They were more healthy, more rested, and the Lord showed up, basically. And um, isn't that the way of the Sabbath? Because, you know, my practical mind says, we gotta get stuff done. Like, it's still important to get stuff done. But I think the way of the Lord is, oh, he honors your rest. And so in my journey into this rest, I, uh, we've started trying to do Sabbath with our family. And you know how that goes. It's just, it's a bumpy road. We've like had some major failure Sabbath days and some major successes. But uh, er, we started early on in the living proof days. We all have our days of the church based on our location. And those were our Saturday night services, which was wonderful in the sense that our Sundays were completely free. And really, our culture just stops on Sunday mornings unless you go to church because what else is there to do? The stores are closed. There's no sports. The kids don't have all the things, all the agenda items. And uh, so it was this natural Sabbath for us. And if the world stopped, it was a lot easier for us to slow down. And so um, those early days of trying out the Sabbath, we were trying them on Sundays. And that was just a really sweet season. Um, I remember uh, <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were learning about ourselves and teaching our children. And their friends would say, hey, what are you doing you know, tomorrow? And they'd be like, oh, we're Sabbathing. And their friends would say, what's that? <laughs> and my kids acted like, you don't know what Sabbath is? And I'm just laughing. I'm like, we didn't really know or do anything around Sabbath a month ago. So it's just so, so been a journey and such been an invitation of the Holy Spirit to put in this practice and principle of rest. Um, so John Mark Comer talks about the Sabbath and the way he talks about it makes me really wanna keep growing in it. But he talks about it like a snow day. You know, the snow days where you have nothing going on because there's nothing able to go on and it feels like you've been given the gift of a day. He equates his life to like 52 snow days a year, which would that not be magical? I mean, without the roads closed and you know, the restaurants closed, but I think it'd be so magical. And he prepares for it like he prepares for Christmas. Like, this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna cook. This is who we're gonna have over. Um, we're gonna rest, we're gonna worship, we're gonna delight in Jesus. And I just love that picture. So that's one of the principles I've been putting in place to invite this rest that feels so countercultural into my life. Um, another very practical one, and you know, I have my ups and downs with for certain, is parenting my phone. Um, I think this is so critical today more than ever but my phone needs to go to bed before me and it needs to wake up after me because practically, do I want that or the last thing I see on it to dictate my night's sleep or to set the course of my day? Because our phones are wonderful tools, but they are crazily shifting the course of my emotional day. Um, it just doesn't matter. It, I have to really guard what I, what I see on it. Um, so I'm trying to be on that journey of parenting my phone in order to cultivate rest and peace in my life. Um, another one is, uh, my, is allowing my mind time to process things. And uh, I would paint this picture by, by saying, if every moment of my life is go, 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 
your mind needs to just process the events of your day and things that are going on. And if you don't give it time during the day, it'll just wake you up in the middle of the night. And that's no fun for anyone. And I kept finding myself like, oh, I'm like processing things at night because my mind has a chance to just rest. And our mind is a better servant than master. And so now I've just really just captured that verse, be still and know that I'm God. But that be still portion of it is, I'm gonna just be still and let the Lord speak to me and let, oh, that thought, oh, that's a fear. Oh, I would much rather powerfully think through that fear and attack it in the middle of the day than in the middle of the night. So where, where do I have that strength coming from? And I'm much more strong to handle and process those thoughts that come in your mind um, when I'm rested in the daytime versus in the dark of the night. So these principles are crazy powerful and they're setting a course of, our li- of my life that is a different trajectory than the high school, college student that had every 15 minutes scheduled. Um, however, it's not quite enough. Principles are powerful, but there's more. And that more um, I've just been journeying into, but it kind of like, uh, you know, really came crashing hard down a couple weeks ago. And I, um, I dropped my daughter off at a birthday party and I was getting back in my car to leave. And out comes her friend saying, she broke her arm or come and help. And I go and, you know, her arm is broken intensely. I'll just leave it there. And she's a champion. She's like almost better. She's on her third cast now. (laughs) But I was a wreck. Like I was a wreck. No rest. No rest happening in this mind. Uh, My mind was going all over the place. And I, uh, and I was kind of mad because it was my Friday night and I was trying to Sabbath. Like, okay, we're going to rest as a family and make this a special night. And, and it was probably my third or fourth Friday night in a row that kind of got hijacked. And, um, and I was like, this, is, this isn't cutting it. Um, I have to find rest all the time, not just one day a week. That principle is so powerful, but it's not enough. And, uh, and so I've been reading this book Tracy Murray gave me, and it's, uh, it's called The Rest of the Gospel. And it's by uh, two authors, Stone and Gregory. And they say this in the, in the book, but now we can be in the midst of difficult situations and still speak truth. It's like being in the middle of a hurricane. The eye of the storm is calm. We return to the place of our safety. There is a place of quiet rest in the heart of God. And I just felt the Lord wooing me into this place of quiet rest in his heart. Abide in me and I'll abide in you. You know, it's not realized by work or effort. It's an invitation. It's being wooed into. I, I just have this moment and I sit back in the Lord's lap. Like I just picture myself sitting in his lap and resting in him and and just his peace envelops me. If there's chaos around, the heart of the Father abiding in him is the, is the safest, calmest place in the middle of the storm. And um, as reading in Matthew, it says, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, you 
and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. His yoke is easy, his burden is not heavy, it's light. That yoke is a picture, like they use it with farm animals, and it's, it's like sharing something. It's, um, what does it say? It was uniting two elements together to work as one. And so that's the Lord's invitation for us. Like, hey, my yoke's easy, my burden's light. And so in the middle of all that's going on, um, I have to just keep picturing myself sitting in his lap and saying, okay, I feel decision fatigue. I feel overload. I feel information overload. I feel tragedy overload. I feel chaos overload. Okay, Jesus, I get to sit in your lap. In Isaiah 26, 3, it says, you will keep him at perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. We have authority when we have peace. Our peace qualifies us to exercise our authority over chaos. And how do we have peace? I will keep him at perfect peace whose mind is set on you. Okay, that's a very clear instruction to me. Okay, God, you tell me to be peaceful. (laughs) You tell me that peace is where my authority comes from. Okay, my mind is gonna be set on you. Not on all the swirling, it's on you. And so, you know, but it's often, like it's often I have to realign with what the Father's saying, realign with what he's doing. Um, Because it's really easy to get sidetracked left and right and here and there. But he's inviting us to that peace. He's inviting us to hear his voice and to know what he's saying and to get our assignment there. (sighs) When chaos abounds, what is our role? I think we can all agree that this is the craziest year I've ever lived through. Um, and, and what's my role? What's, what is the Lord giving us to do in this season as believers, believing believers? <laughs> you know, we love Isaiah 61. Bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim freedom for the captives, release of darkness for the prisoners, <laughs> to comfort those who mourn, to restore the, the, the cities to rebuild the ruined cities. This is our invitation to, I mean, Jesus said, heal the sick, cast out demons, <laughs> cleanse the lepers, freely you've received, freely give. And I honestly have to be really careful um, about what I let in. I, um, when I see tragedy, when I, when I click on Instagram or see a news article with tragedy, it wrecks me. It, it really deeply wrecks me. And, and I often, over the years, and, and now, um, I come to Brent, and I'm like, Brent, babe, what do we do with this? And, and I just have to remind, he reminds me a lot, like, this is what we're here for. We are here to hear the heart of the Father and do what he says right now about this. And so, you know, I, we have so much authority. God has given us all authority. <laughs> and I want to be exercising that authority with such a grace in this season. And I don't want to be 
I don't want to be in that hurricane that's swirling. I want to be in that center, in that calm of the storm where I'm abiding in him and he's abiding in me and he tells me what to do. Like I follow his eyes, I follow his gaze. When the world says, do something now, do this, do that, care about this, care about that. Like, okay, Father, <laughs> what, are you, what is my assignment right now? Because her assignment and his assignment might be very different and that's awesome. But the Lord gives a grace to me over what my assignment is. And I'm gonna hear it so clearly when I'm resting in him, when I'm sitting in his lap, when I'm hearing what he says, when I'm following the gaze of his eye. Like, I just have to picture myself when I'm, when I'm overwhelmed with decisions, when I'm overwhelmed with a problem. Okay, what, what's, what am I gonna let overwhelm me? I'm gonna sit in your lap, Father. What are you saying? <laughs> What are, you, what are you gazing upon? Where are you aligning and assigning me? Where, where are you directing my focus, my eyes, my heart, my, my energy? In perfect peace, I can bring authority to chaos. Um, we can exercise our authority over all chaos. And I just wanna be so moved by his eye. I wanna be so in tune with his voice. I wanna hear his voice so clearly and just rest in him. I wanna have him abide in me and abide in him. And so I'm just gonna pray over us as we, as we go. Father God, we are so grateful to be your people. <laughs> we are so grateful for the invitation that you've given us to just set our eyes on you and our trust in you and that you will be the perfect peace for us. God, we're grateful that, uh, that you, are, you are guiding and directing us by your gaze, that you, that you are always speaking, that we wanna hear and obey and run after you. We wanna be people that heal the brokenhearted, that rebuild a city, <laughs> that um, comfort those who mourn. Let us be those people, Father. Let us be those people and let us just be carriers of your peace and, and direct all of our energy from a place of rest, just sitting in your lap, listening to where you tell us to go. Father, we love you so much. <laughs> Bethel Atlanta, thank you guys for being with us today. Um, we just are so grateful for you guys, our community. And I just pray that you go today and let peace be your weapon. Let, um, let you be a people that know how to rest and abide in him and that that peace will qualify you to exercise your authority over whatever the Lord puts in your path. All right, have a wonderful day. Hope to see you tonight at our worship night. We love you, Beth Atlanta. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.